Welcome to RPG Cast, episode 551 for the week of July 25th, 2020. I'm Chris Privetier, bringing you the week's news. And uh, as Josh puts it, it's uh, it's the Dr. Thunder of video game news weeks. Um, you'll Quiet. understand later. Quiet. Yeah? What? Yeah. Quiet? Yeah, totally. Yeah. Lots hey, of I Dr. Thunder said... this week. <clears throat> yes. We've got all the knockoff soda brands this week. <laughs> Mr. Pib. Uh, Pib Extra. We were talking about R- Pib, RC Cola Pib earlier. Plus. Tab. Tab's not a knockoff, actually. Um, Tab's its own thing. Yeah. We probably um, got some of that in here somewhere, too. Dr. Thunder. We like Dr. Pib. Dr. Doctor Pib. There you go. It was Do- Mr. Pib. No, Dr. Pib. This is the, even more knockoff. Well, no, Mr. The joke is that Mr. Pib never got his doctorate. Oh, okay. Is that what happened? Okay. Yes. Yeah. Um, Hee Haw is a good one. That's knockoff uh, Mountain Dew I've seen in some some stores. Um, RC Cola is that a knockoff or is it its own garbage? It's its own thing. Okay. Mm. I don't drink soda much anymore. Now I want a soda. Um, Ma- Mountain Shouting. Mountain Shouting. I'm, <laughs> I'm seeing on Google. That's not yeah. a thing. <laughs> no, g- Google knockoff soda and go to the first thing oh, on. Uh... I don't want that to be. A Who thing. sells this? Mountain Shouting. Uh, I am. It, it just. Looks oh my like a gosh! It's a brand. thing. Mountain Shouting. I'm seeing pictures. It's next to Doctor Bob. <laughs> And Diet Dr. Bob. (laughs) Is Shasta a knockoff soda brand? No, I think that they, uh, that their company owns um, like Dr. Pepper and A&W and all that. I'm pretty sure. I've heard, I swear, Kelly, I've heard everybody say this brand, insert brand here, owns Dr. Pepper. I feel like everybody owns Dr. Pepper except Dr. Pepper, and I'm just so no, confused d- about it. Did I say Dr. Pepper or did I say 7-Up? You said Dr. Pepper, but 7-Up okay, and Dr. I mean, Pepper, I thought were both mid-continent and were the same company. See? So. I'm telling you, it's all its all in my head. It's all one giant conspiracy. I like the Dr. Bob next to it. All right, here we go. We've got Dr. Pep. We've got Dr. Pop. <laughs> Dr. Pop. <laughs> Dr. West. I like this one. It's just called Big K. I don't even see the brand for it. Um, Dr. Dynamite. Ooh. Dr. Shasta. That's the Shasta version is Dr. Shasta. Oh, there's Mr. Pig. <laughs> <laughs> Compared to Dr. Pep. It's from Piggly Wiggly, of course. Oh, yeah. Oh, here we go. The State of the Ark knockoffs. Here we go. We got Dr. Wells. Um, Dr. Publix. You can imagine where to buy that. Dr. Choice from Best Choice. Uh, Dr. Snap. That's the one from um, Whole Foods, apparently. Dr. M. Dr. Perky. (laughs) (laughs) Dr. Vess. Dr. Fago. Dr. Smart. Country Doctor. Oh, put a little twang in that Dr. Pepper. Dr. Pop. Dr. Topper. Dr. U. Oh, is that getting cut off? Yeah, I can't see what it says. Uh, This one's just Dr. (laughs) Zevia. Dr. Spark. Dr. Wow. Oh, Dr. Thunder. And uh, Dr. Tops. Dr. Chill. 
Um, Honest Fizz's brand uh, says organic Professor Fizz. Here he's here he's an academician. He's not a medical doctor in this case. Doctor Thirty Eight, and then of course Doctor K from Big K. There you go. Okay, so to answer the other question, Dr. Pepper is its own company, and their brands include 7-Up, A&W, um, Crush, IBC Root Beer, Sunkist, RC Cola, Snapple, YooHoo, Squirt, and a whole bunch of other stuff. Which brand? Which com- company? The, the company is called Dr. Pepper Snapple. Dr. Pepper Snapple. Do they own 7-Up, did you say? Mm-hmm. Yes. Yes, okay. And then they contract out with different bottling companies and i am pretty sure in the middle of us it's mid-continent bottle owners which makes sense since it's the middle of the continent all right so here's a an entire facebook page called generic dr pepper knockoffs that you can join and you can just see pictures of all the knockoffs of dr pepper like dr fiesta and uh doc zip and uh mr pig soda and dr dazzle i like that dr weiss dr cola just straight up dr cola the cola for doctors. <laughs> These are bad. Oh, here you go. Dr. Pepper baked beans. That's not a knockoff. That's just weird. You're <laughs> tasting baked beans. Dr. Lynn soda from Laura Lynn. Um, oh, man. We've gone down the rabbit hole today, haven't we? <laughs> let's see. Thank you for contacting High V. After some research, we have found that the name Dr. 38 came about due to the fact that High V was incorporated in 1938. We didn't find any reason for the change from Dr. High V to Dr. 38. <laughs> and to answer your other question, um,. Shasta is is owned by National Beverage Corp, who also does Fago and LaCroix, which, interesting fact, I did all the marketing on Amazon for LaCroix. You did all the marketing on Amazon for LaCroix? Yes. What? Yes. What? They hired my company. I helped develop it and did all the um, so content. What am I looking at? What is, what is it like? These pictures or something else? Well, well, no. I, I mean, they provided the pictures, but I like did all the copy, copy, and um, set up all the pages. Oh, so like fourteen pack all flavors, you get one of each. That copy, like whether something you're in the like mood that. of an innocent grapefruit can, lemon, or a cran raspberry on that cheery afternoon, perhaps a mango or tangerine on a hot sunny day, or maybe just a pure non-flavored sparkling water late at night, you've got it all in this exclusive 14 flavor variety pack. Does that sound like something you would have written? I think that one's done by uh, like a third party seller. Oh. Because I see on the page right there, it's like sold by Libro. Oh. Wait, if if it's uh, like actually sold by Amazon or sold by um, National Beverage Company, then it was mine. Amazon or National Beverage Company. I gotta find one of these brands. <laughs> it's all Libro Judios. Come on, We're, I want it, legit Lacroix. It's probably actually the yeah those uh, packages. This, this is great audio, by the way. Oh, these packages like this one here. Yeah. Fun! Yeah. La Croix is the perfect drink for every occasion. La Croix mocktail recipes even... Did you write about La Croix mocktail recipes, Kelly? I They provided them. I just presented them in an interesting way. <laughs> La Croix. Oh, look at these pictures. Look at these refreshing beverages in a metal tin. Look at that. Yes, I, I even made a point to set up the uh, 
chart right there, like a rainbow. So yeah, it's like it's appealing. a rainbow. I was noticing that. Look at that. Oh, this is good, Kelly. You do good. You do good at. Th- I have an Amazon page. I need you to make. <laughs> um, contact my parent company. No, 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 no. I don't want to pay money. This is for exposure. <laughs> yeah, sure. I don't. I don't do that, Jazz. <laughs> I don't do that, Tim. <laughs> I didn't even do that for you, like for the. For the cover art. What are you talking about? <laughs> I tried to give it to you free, and animal animals like, no, take my money, please. <laughs> You're like, well, if you insist. <laughs> and I go, okay, I, I won't. I won't turn down free money to draw Dragon <laughs> Quest. Wasn't free. <laughs> you did work. <laughs> <laughs> free money, other than the part that I did work and was paid for. But other than that, it was free money. <laughs> and then they complained, and I changed things. <laughs> free money. So, uh, video games. Oh, I want to read all your... Co- Man, this page is so pretty. I want to... For LaCroix. Anna, you do this. <laughs> <laughs> it's working, Kelly. You made me thirsty. <laughs> uh, yes, what are we talking about? Delicious LaCroix. By, by Delicious LaCroix. <laughs> LaCroix. <laughs> uh, I don't know what we're talking about. Oh, we're, uh, we're talking about video games. I played video games over the past couple weeks, and I'm going to say what they were. Um, mostly Magic the Gathering Arena and PSO2. We've talked about it on here before. I just kind of do some dailies. Nothing exciting there. Uh, um, I did play through all of Hacknet this week. Um, what is Hacknet? Hacknet is a video game where you are you become a hacker, and you. Uh, you literally type so commands on a terminal game? and you click buttons to like start. It's like movie hacking, the video game. Okay, cool. Um, there's it's inspired by real hacking in some ways, but they simplify like that. You don't need to actually know how to do reverse coding yeah. or like how to actually hack an SSH thing with a vulnerability. You run a program, and it's about like okay, I need to crack this thing, this thing, this thing. I don't. My computer only has so much memory, so I'm gonna run these two. Oh no, it started a trace. Um, I guess I'll cancel this. And uh, all right, I need to finish these things before the trace completes. Disconnect. Then I'll have the password. I can reconnect legitimately, and it won't start a trace. Okay, cool. So it's little logic puzzles like that, and it's nothing very difficult until the end where they kind of make you do a few things at once, which is fine. Um, because at that point you want the challenge because you're like, um, I'm kind of used to this. Um, <clears throat> and then, you know, it's got kind of a hacking, like you have to help a hacker who's already passed away by the time you find this message and figure out how he died and hook up with his friends and, and defeat the evil corporation, et cetera, et cetera. Um, there is an expansion though. I haven't played it yet and I'm going to play that. I thought it was fun. I thought it was funny. I like the writing. Uh, there's, there's bits of emails and stuff for you to read, which I always appreciate in these sorts of games. Um, reading other always people's one of emails. your favorites. Yes. <laughs> um, and then as you peruse the folders, just for fun, he threw in a bunch of Bash.org quotes in various data directories because this, this is made for like by like one or two people. So that's you know, there's only so much work they were able to do as far as creating assets. But yeah, yeah. Was it Bash.org quotes from like the top twenty of all time? Which yeah. are the funniest ones. Okay. Yeah. 
Yeah, so, the, so if you so if you fail, does the FBI come in and like arrest you for? No, hacking? if you fail, you have to like change. It's like it's intense. Like you've got to change the IP address. So you the you know what? The first time you fail, it was so fun for me. What I had to do, like ah, <laughs> it was exciting. I was engaged, and I really appreciated it. Um, once you've done it once, you know how to do it. It's not it, it loses all of its teeth. But that first time, because it's the first time, and you have to figure it out on your own. You're like, oh my gosh, what am I doing? Ah, and it, it's so delightful. And then after that, you're like, oh yeah, I failed again. Boo, 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 boo. I know how to deal with this, and I will just be more careful in the future. And it, honestly, it only happened on one site, which you purposefully can't break into. So that didn't yeah. stop me from continuing to try, though. <laughs> <laughs> I almost, I almost got it. Um, yeah, so um, I recommend that. Uh, I liked it because I was looking for kind of a hacky Unixy game. Um, I do. I wish it had more real life applicable skills. Sure, but it was still fine. And um, I haven't played the expansion yet, so that's got some more, more uh, in depth puzzles I, I here. I can't imagine that they would like actually teach you actual hacker skills because then you know that just make teenagers into like real hackers. Well, actually, you say that, but that's that's a thing. That's a whole career path is becoming a security researcher and a white hat. Oh, or, I don't know what the okay. replacement term is for white hat hacker, but um, a good guy hacker um, to counter bad guy hackers, and there's uh, that's a thing and. The uh, the way you actually develop skills for that is something called capture the flag competitions, and um, I was actually doing one of those yesterday. Um... All right, so sorry we had a little call from our vet there. Uh, I had to talk about Simon's poop because that's what being a cat owner is about. You talk about animal poop, so. Particularly if you're a geriatric, if a geriatric cat. Oh, yeah. I suppose so. You're right. I didn't care about Simon's poop when he was young. You're right. Yeah. Yeah. It took care of itself. More or less. (sighs) All right. Well, what else? What other crap was I talking about? Uh, CTFs, right? Um, We were talking about how how people practice hacking. And uh, one of the things they do is call CTFs, capture the flags. And... uh, Basically, people make little computer challenges or make little challenges that uh, revolve around either hacking into a system, reverse engineering a cryptographic thing, um, decompiling a program and figuring out how to skip a line that requires authentication so that you can get to the line where it actually tells you what the answer is. Uh, All sorts of weird, fun little hacks. And um, these are skills that you could use to actually hack real things. Um, They teach you about exploits. They teach you about security. Um, and they are a way to hone your skills and think creatively about those sorts of things. And of course, like anything, you can get up your own butt about them and have very esoteric things that don't have a lot of real world value. But those are the sort of events. And I kind of want to get into it a little bit because I have a friend who's uh, super into that stuff, who is a kind of a security researcher sort of person. Um, and I kind of wanted to get more experience about their world. So uh, the first thing I did was play Hacknet, which has very little value as far as real world applicability, but it was a nice, easy way into it. And then I started playing a little CTF thing yesterday and realized I have none of the skills necessary to do this successfully. I am not good at this whatsoever, but it was fun to kind of get my feet wet and see what sorts of skills need to be developed for this sort of thing. What do I lack and what could I learn more about? So that was fun to me. And I think you would wonder, like, yeah, 
how do people learn how to hack or what sort of real world value is on these sorts of things. And, oh, right. Would you actually teach people how to hack was the thing. And kind of. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, I forgot about the whole hacking bounties that uh, companies put out. Oh, yeah. It's like if you can get through our firewall, then you, we will reward you handsomely. Yeah. Bug bounties so. are a good thing because it inspires people to spend those free hours doing that sort of stuff and it benefits your product and it gets people paid for the work they put into it more or less there's probably better systems than that but that's that's one that's out there that exists yeah so i guess that's some good that come out that can come out of a hacking game the hacking yeah the hacking so so whenever whenever you like do something successful do you say out loud i'm in Yes, and I have a black hoodie here that I put on when I do it. <laughs> and uh, I'm in. It, then the hood goes. Is <laughs> is the uh, password always swordfish? Uh, no, it's never swordfish. That's that's how movies have lied to you. The password is never swordfish. Kelly, the password is password one two three. Uh, <laughs> in Hacknet, the passwords are all really bad after you decrypt them because you you. <laughs> In theory, you could guess them because they're that bad, but they're always like admin and then fish was one of the passwords and (laughs) default was another password. I'm like, oh, my gosh, (laughs) the way you're hacking it, you you know, you don't need to feel frustrated. You didn't guess that because you're pressing a program and it's just telling you what the password is. But like once you see it, it's like these are terrible. (laughs) they're also real world examples another one i found the password because it's like i'm leaving this file i'm tired of the password changing all the time it's keeping us from getting being able to get work done i'm leaving the password here in this file no one is to change it and this is where it's going to be kept so that we all know what it is it's like okay thanks i'm gonna go use that and get in the system (laughs) it's so great (laughs) Uh, it's like having the sticky note on the computer just great. <laughs> All right, enough hacking. Um, who's been playing other things? Josh, you've um, been hacking time. Yes, yes, I have. I've been uh, hacking time in Chrono Trigger for JRPG July. Oh, right. But the future return refused to change. <laughs> well, that's that's that a... that's to describe 2020, Anna. Uh. <laughs> Too real for a second. <laughs> Yeah, need need to go back in time to defeat coronavirus before it defeats us all. No, we need to go back in time and not shoot Harambe because that's when this all went downhill. Oh, Oh, okay. (laughs) So, like, this is the first time I've ever played Chrono Trigger, one of those, uh, like, you know, beloved classics that I didn't play because I didn't own a Super Nintendo when I was a kid. Mm-hmm. And uh, so I've been playing it, and I've uh, I, I do this every once in a while. I'll pick up like a, you know, one of those beloved classics, and I have like mixed mixed results with playing them. Some of them work out really well for me. Stuff like uh, Dragon Quest V is just like became like an all time favorite once I played it on the D- that DS port of it. Mm-hmm. And then some of them don't work out so well because like Final Fantasy Tactics and me did not get along one bit because that game <laughs> is. Even the PSP version is not, oh man, it, it's so poorly optimized and compared to something like Tactics Ogre where they did it. a really good job. No, no, no. First of all, Tactics Ogre came first. So. Well, yeah, yeah, but the PSP version. Well, forget the, the PSP. Play the, the PlayStation remix, version yeah. then. Yeah, Play I know. the PlayStation I play... version on a PS2 or a PS3 where it increases the loading time a little bit. 
That's going to be yeah. as, as good as you can get, because <laughs> otherwise the, gonna... PS, the PSP version adds loading time. <laughs> I was yeah, gonna say, do you want do you want crappy loading time or do you want crappy localization? Because you can't have both. Yeah, I got a good feeling. This is the way. <laughs> what I need to do with that one is I need to. I think there are some hacked versions of the PS One uh, ISO. What that, about like, on PC? Isn't it on PC? PS, no, on PS? the PC is the uh, World Alliance version, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, that's what I mean. What's wrong with that version on PC? Uh, I don't know. I haven't tried that one. I don't know. Maybe I'll try that sometime. It's also on iPad. Uh, if you have one of those, yeah. All right. I think I have. I think I have the iOS version, but don't have an iPad. So people freaking lost their minds because Square hadn't updated it, and it was not going to work on iOS 11 and later. And like, then they updated it, so people were very happy. So all that to say. It should work. <laughs> I need to try. I, I need to give it another go. Yeah, I tried playing the PSP I'm sorry. The gameplay is so fun. Like, if you can just figure yeah. out how to make the UI not make you irritated. Even the... <laughs> uh, forget the translation. Yes, it would be better if that game story was readable and understandable. But even without that, the fun is the battle system. So, like, who cares? <laughs> I think it, I think more so it was the loading times and the terrible uh, graphics on the screen where like the the trees where you couldn't even see your your the enemies and your units because like the trees would get well, in the way. That's what the L and R buttons are for. Yeah, that, yeah that, that's really not going to be fixed. That's not going to be fixed by playing any of these other versions. I'm talking about. <laughs> uh, I'm yeah. going to come up with. I've got a hot take. Yeah. Um, Tactics was never good. Advanced. <laughs> no, I play the Game Boy Advance version. That one was better. No, it's not the same game. I know it's not the same game. But if you're going to do like that, play the second one because the first one's not that great. No, no, they're both okay. The story in the second one wasn't that great, but Tactics Advance, I put like 200 hours into oh, I didn't like Tactics Advance that much, and Anna tells me Advance A2, or whatever the heck it was called, was better. But I don't know, I didn't play it. Uh, like opinions and all that yeah so now we have like four different conflicting anna do you have an opinion on this i unmuted you um no what's the best tactics well tactics advance too but you said that already oh okay so that is anna's opinion uh i don't see it on steam well, i guess it's not on steam no it's or it's... you could just play tactics ogre which is also the superior version of tactics no. Is it? No. Anna doesn't agree Anna with doesn't that. Agree. Yeah. Hard disagree. <laughs> I agree with you, but Anna does not. And I'm teasing. I like both of them for different reasons. Oh, man. That was uh, certainly the PSP version of Tactics Ogre got a, a very nice Josh, remake. Josh, just the, play uh, the PlayStation version oh, and okay, listen to that okay, soundtrack Chris. for like three hours while you're killing chocobos with meteor bonks. It's amazing. I, does The rest doesn't matter. <laughs> just listening to that soundtrack while you look at the little imps and you like have Agrius do the little sword thing and the ice blade comes out of the ground and you go... It's got good sound design. What do you want from me? <laughs> oh man! But oh geez, like back to Chrono Trigger, where we went off on a tangent there. Oh yeah, um, like yeah. yeah, like this one. This one's been good. Like I've been, I've really been enjoying it. Um, it, I, I think this may be like the first time that I've played an active time battle system that I've actually really liked. 
Like mm-hmm. too many times. I've never been a fan of the active time battle system just because like I don't like having to fumble through menus while I'm on a, you know, like a, when I'm on a time crunch, mm-hmm. you know, like I, I've got to do I got to do something quick. The enemy's going to attack me. And now I'm like fumbling through menus trying to figure out what the right thing to do is. And I think that works better on uh, Chrono Trigger just because it's like simplified that there isn't too much that you have to do. Um, you know, like there's just enough depth there with the uh, the the combo attacks between the different people to kind of have some strategy to it, but it doesn't get too much that you can't like quickly get through it in the menu structure, so that you're not spending like 30 seconds every time trying to find like that spell that you need for the enemies that you're facing. Um, it looks really good. Um, the sound hasn't won me over, like the music. I don't know if that's maybe it could just be playing it on DS, you know, like that doesn't exactly bring out the best in soundtracks, but <laughs> yeah, the DS speakers are kind of crap. Um, yeah, are you using yeah, headphones that... at least? No, I haven't been. See, that's the problem. That's that might help, with. but yeah, things still get. Well, I guess it's better than GBA. Hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah I don't know. Yeah, yeah. yeah. the country girl has a good soundtrack, so I don't know what's going on there. Yeah. Yeah, it's just not working for me. But okay. yeah, like I said, that may be that may just be DS. Maybe you, you just know. don't like good music. Have you considered that? that? You have the issue too. of tactics and days. like, what are you doing? You know, <laughs> I like Falcon. Do you like Final Fantasy twelve soundtrack? Yeah, that's good. Okay, soundtrack. It's basically the same as tactics. Like, what's wrong with you? Come on. I don't know. Chop chop. I don't know what's wrong. With me. Listen, are you playing tactics yet? I think I have a theme here. Because. <laughs> Corridors of Time is probably one of my favorite video game songs of all time. That's the music that plays when you're in the Kingdom of Zeal. Yeah, yeah. that's real good. And then, um, then Magus's theme. And then, and then there's that one with the violin from the sequel, the only good part of Chrono Cross. You know? Scars, <laughs> Scars Left time. by Time? Yeah, whatever it is. Yeah. It's the only good part of that game. That's it. It, it does None of the rest of it's any the... good, Anna. The rest of it's bad. Sorry. <laughs> Well, yeah, and, you know, the part of it is just like playing this game portably. The, I mean, there's been plenty of times where I just like turn the sound down to nothing. Cause oh, I, I, what are know. you doing? Have you listened to the thing you know? where they layer Robo's theme with Never Gonna Give You Up by Rick Astley? <laughs> it's amazing. Yeah, it works surprisingly well. <laughs> there's like one note that doesn't match up, but the rest of it's fantastic. <laughs> This sounds like something Kelly would have put into our, our Discord chat at some point. Oh, it will be very very uh, shortly. I'm going to say, give me five seconds. <laughs> I never waste an opportunity to rickroll somebody, Robo especially rolled. by surprise. Robo-roll you. <laughs> the stream will be able to hear it a little. I, I can even find the uh, version that sounds like, uh, smells like Teen Spirit for you guys. <laughs> Oh man, but yeah, I, I've been enjoying Chrono Trigger. Like it, 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 it's one of those that I, I do think that holds up well in comparison to some of those that I've played. It's been clicking for me. And uh, otherwise, I mean, you know, like I've been playing a few other things here and there. I started uh, Trails from Zero last night, but I haven't really got far enough in to talk about that. Other than, other than that, the uh, uh, the the fan translation of that seems really well done. Like, all the menus are done. Even, I mean, they even went to the trouble to translate and put in, like, graphics in the the movies, the opening movies of that, 
which is kind of crazy that they went to that much trouble for a uh, fan translation. But, mm-hmm. you know, that's Trails. It, trails is awesome. It's also interesting. Like, oh, go ahead. I was about to ask if there was a bad Trails game, and I was going to say, like, well, did the P- original PSP Legend of Heroes ones technically count? No, they're not Trails. Okay. <laughs> they're just Legend of Heroes. Okay, different stories. Go- yeah, yeah, God, God, gosh help us. Like, the... the, the figuring out the legend of heroes like it goes back and then it was dragon slayer before that and so there's like this continuous line of games going back to like 1985 or something like that it changes (laughs) names and goes through different iterations and like lord help yeah it's convoluted i remember there was a uh, i think xseed did that when they first localized uh, trails in the sky they had this big giant whiteboard like explaining all the different iterations and how it transformed from dragon slayer into legend of heroes and here's all the different sub-series and now, now you get to trails you know like oh, like good lord I, I forget it was like 10 or 12 games even before trails in the sky <laughs> even though trails in the sky is like the seventh numbered one or something like that something like that but uh yeah yeah the um just the the fan translation at least from what i've played so far on the pc is really really good so uh, it's fun to see uh, even that game like it's it's interesting you know how like uh the cold steel games start out by like dumping you in really quick and then you know having that flash forward and then you know flashing back to the present Mm-hmm. Yeah, they were they were even doing that in the crossbell. So you can tell they were they were like taking on that uh the criticism of how slow Trails in the Sky started mm-hmm. even there. It's like yeah. they heard all those people. They Man, they knew I, everyone about it. <laughs> I hope that those remasters of the crossbell games come here. I would be I, stunned if they didn't. I'd be real surprised. I I assume that's what Part of the reason they're doing Crossbell rather than uh, 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 doing the Trails in the Sky games because mm-hmm. those could would be more likely to sell in the West than uh, well well you know they wouldn't have any other impediments to localizing them in the West that they would with Trails in the Sky. Mm-hmm. So I'm assuming that's why they'll do them, and I assume they'll come. You know, it'll just take a while because they're gigantic games and have tons and tons of text to localize. Well, and they've I I'm assuming it's Nisa that's going to do it, and they've already committed to Cold Steel Four, Ease Nine, um, NIS Japan has started to put out a bunch of visual novels, and those have been getting really popular in Japan, and so it's like, all right, so is NIS America going to handle those too? Um, I kind of hope that they give them. Yeah, I don't. Does NIS let? Are they one of those companies that will let other companies touch their stuff? I don't know. Like, I can't remember the last time NIS has released something in Japan that didn't make its way to America, though. Right. Yeah. So it's hard to know. (laughs) Um. Yeah, I don't know how long it's been since a non-NIS company did an NIS game. I swear that Koei Tecmo did one. Yeah, maybe. I, I mean, the original Disgaea was shaky. they partnered with Atlas to release it on the PS2. I don't oh, know Disgaea, Atlas did... uh, sorry. Um, NIS uses um, Atlas for their distribution for yeah, anything yeah. that isn't a collector's edition. So, yeah. yeah, they have a really unique relationship with Atlas. 
That was also before NIS really had a foothold in the U.S. too. Mm-hmm. I mean, yes and no. I mean, even as of 2019, Nisa was showing Trails of Cold Steel in the Atlas booth at PAX or at E3. So that oh, relationship I was about the Disgaea localization <sighs> way back when. Right. Okay. Yeah, they they still have a really unique relationship with Atlas that I don't really think there's a, another good example of that. Ah. Uh. But Kelly, you've been playing more trails, right? Yes, I just got through the summer festival in chapter three. Ah, good stuff. You're getting up to the fun, the where the fun part starts happening. Have you yeah, discovered we're... Musée's secret? Um, not yet. They Ooh. kind of like hinted at it. <laughs> You're gonna like that. Um, I just got to where like a whole bunch of stuff was being attacked, so I had to go. Like, I showed up on a motorcycle, and I have to go to the canyon. Ah, you're going to be but playing like children's I, card games yeah. on motorcycles? Um, card games on motorcycles. Card games on motorcycles! Sorry. Yeah, I, I very much had a Final Fantasy IX incident where it's like, you're going to make me play this uh, card game in the story <laughs> mode, aren't you? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, yes, yes, you are. Th- thankfully, this card game is enough like magic that I could kind of f- futz my way through. Though I-, I did think that that was hilarious that the um, three adult characters were like struggling and then the kid character showed up and it's like, don't worry, we'll handle this. We got this. Basically having an important high stakes Yu-Gi-Oh game from what it came off like. Basically, yes. <laughs> accurate uh accurate 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 yeah yeah so yeah. i'm i don't i don't know if i'm gonna be able to finish this by the time july ends or not i've got what seven days yeah i've got till next friday <laughs> so we'll we'll see um that our project that i was talking about kind of took away a lot of my gaming time and then this week i was just so exhausted that every time i got on the couch like within 30 minutes i was passing out (laughs) but um i I still feel like i'm making good progress i should be able to finish chapter three today and then there's chapter four and then the finale yep yeah. Uh, it just some side notes. I'm amused at how horny Angela is still. I love her so much. Um, it's been neat getting all sorts of character backstories from the last game, like getting uh, Toa and Sarah's. Uh, what else? Yeah, you keep getting uh, more. Have you gotten Claire's backstory yet? Yeah, Claire's. I got hers, yeah. too. Um, what else? Um, I, I like Ash. He's a lovable jerk. And everybody seems to point that out. It's like, you're not as nasty as you come off as. <laughs> um, did, did I talk about the quest for... Uh... Oh, yeah, I talked about that last week where I had Celine in my party and I was um, rescuing a cat. And <laughs> meow, 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 Um... So yeah, I mean, not really much else to talk about there. I it's it's hard to talk about without spoilers, but just know that I should be able to finish chapter three this weekend, and then we'll see how far I get into chapter four. Um, chapter the only other four thing is been, pretty zippy. Yeah, yeah, I can imagine because it sounds like stuff's kind of going down. And now. chapter five is more or less the um, epilogue, one dungeon. Okay. 
So um, I've been playing that, and I've been playing more Magic the Gathering Arena, which I don't think I'm going to get much past uh, rank four platinum in Magic the Gathering Magic the Gathering Arena because that is when the big boys come out and people that clearly have a budget for buying boosters in this online game. I keep fighting people that can get three planeswalkers out within like turn five and it's like I've got nothing for this in my dinky little budget cat deck. Um, I've been able to like counter some stuff like I made a goblin zoo deck that, um, you know, just overwhelms the board with monsters and stuff. But even then, if I get a player that's just really, really good, then there's nothing I could do about it. So I I don't think I was as good at Magic as I thought I was. Either that or I just haven't spent enough money in Magic to get past. I mean, it's get past. probably a little of column A and a little of column B. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> I mean, there. You were describing some some situations that you were getting into last night, where it's like this person has very clearly spent thousands of dollars on these cards, and if that's yes. the case, then cool, like more power to them. They are just going to have better decks mm-hmm. than people who don't who don't spend that amount of money. And thankfully, in this game. I mean, you could still play on a budget and you could still get enough booster packs, packs to give you some pretty decent decks. But like this, pe- these people just have like mythics for days. And unless you're spending thousands of dollars on boosters, you're not going to get that many mythic cards. It's just impossible. So um, I've got seven more days. I don't think I'm going to get much past platinum, but thankfully the new season starts in August. So. Um, we'll see how far I get then. I'm curious if they're going to have the mastery pass next month is going to be a cat themed pass since this one was a dog themed one. So uh, you can guarantee that I'm probably going to spend 20 bucks on that. <laughs> it's like at this point, I spent 20 bucks on the mastery pass just because like I've been playing so much. I might as well get these rewards while I'm playing. And I imagine that that's how they get you. But getting the Mastery Pass is almost worth it just because you get so much stuff. Um, So many boosters and cosmetic stuff for just 20 bucks. So that's pretty much all I've been playing um, with any length of time this week. What have you been playing, Anna? Oh, um, all right. Yeah, Anna, what haven't you been playing? (laughs) So... I finished Trials of Mana. Oh my gosh. I basically couldn't put that game down. So good. I don't know why no one ever told me to play this game. Oh, shut up. (laughs) (laughs) Um, One of my best friends has been harassing me to play this game literally since it came out. I think you told that story last week, didn't you? Uh, Might have, yeah. You got every single angry emote that he had in his collection. (laughs) When yes, you asked, when you I just got a flood of like all of the angry telegram stickers in his collection. <laughs> like a whole pile of angry griffins. Yep. Yes, so many angry griffins. <laughs> um so it in here I so I did post game and I unlocked new game plus and I love how they just no shame it's class 4. It's like we need you to unlock class 4. And I'm like <laughs> Not even because like the whole class one, class two, class three was kind of a fan translation thing. Mm -hmm. And so I just 
I just find it fascinating as someone who does localization work that they just decided, no, we're going to lean right into that. And we're just going to keep that. And now the new class that that's come out with the game, that's class four. We're just going to own it. If it, if it works, it works. Yeah, no, I, I thought that was just neat. It's, it's very different from the way I see some other companies handling. All right, we're, we're going from a fan translation to an official translation. How do we handle that? Um, so if, if, if the game didn't hurt the hell out of my arm, I probably would have immediately booted up my second playthrough. Um, mm-hmm. But I did need to give my poor abused wrist a little bit of um, time off from that. So instead, I decided to play Paper Mario, um, the Origami King. So big ups to my sister-in-law who bought this for me for my birthday. Thank you, Gina. She listens to the show sometimes. You're so. welcome. <laughs> no, you've been describing some body horror. In oh, this they, all right. So um, I can't remember who said it, but someone on Twitter was like, if this game wasn't so colorful and bright, it would be absolutely horrifying. And that is so true. Um, not to take away from any part of the game because it is beautiful and well localized. The writing is so incredibly sharp. Um, but there is some messed up stuff going on. Like I went into a dungeon and none of the toads had faces. (laughs) And I mean, there was a canonical reason for that, but it I I did get their faces back. They they have faces once again, and they are very she was happy describing, about it. She was describing this to me on Twitter last night, and she showed me screenshots, and I was like, "Oh God, that is ah no, that's wrong." <laughs> and, like, and then when she explained why, it was like, "Oh well, that makes complete sense why." Yes, but it somehow doesn't make it less terrible. It just, you have to not think about how dark some of this stuff is while you're playing, Mm -hmm. (laughs) which is a weird thing I never thought I'd say about a Paper Mario game. Damn, this is dark. So, um, yeah, the game is so colorful and bright and the writing is amazing and the graphics are cool and they don't need to, they don't even need to tighten them up on level two. (laughs) Level three. Oh, my bad. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, I'm, I'm playing the, the snot out of this game and I will probably finish it this weekend. That's just how much I'm playing it. Um, highly recommend, um, this is going to come up in my JRPG July write up, but like the, I was a little concerned about the no experience thing because it did bother me in like sticker star, but it actually doesn't bother me at all in this because you are rewarded in so many ways for just playing the game. Like, as you go along, you get um, heart increases. And um, when you get heart increases, it also powers up Mario a little bit. And you get those just by doing the things that the game wants you to do anyway. So it's like... Uh, you rescue certain toads and they give you heart upgrades. You do a dungeon and you get a heart upgrade. Um, You find a bunch of hidden stuff and you'll get an upgrade. And like, I, I, I almost say that having it not tied to combat is liberating in some ways. 
um, because it lets them reward things that aren't squash 10,000 enemies. You know what I'm saying? So, so it's more like Zelda than, than like yes. normal RPG. Yes. That's a, why didn't I think of that? <laughs> I don't know. And I mean, I think that's why I, I don't Did you want an answer. <laughs> no, I, why didn't I think of that? Darn it, Josh. Stop being so witty. Um, and so, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I, I think that's why I like it as much as I like Zelda games, because it's like if you just do the things that the game wants you to do, you're rewarded yeah. and they're fun. Finding all the toads is awesome. And there's hidden blocks that are hidden question mark blocks that are everywhere. And there are these collectibles. Oh, man, the museum is one of the best parts of the game. And isn't that a weird thing to say? So there's a museum in Toad Town that is curating all of the things that happen on your adventure. And so as you find toads that are folded and new in unique ways, you can go to the museum and see a showcase of them all. And um, as you unlock, uh, as you find uh, all of the toads and all of the treasures and all of the hidden question mark blocks, um, there's actually a tracker that's part of your um, map, in-game map. And so it, it continues to track all of those. And then you can go to the museum and it's like, all right, you found 500 toads. You can now unlock um, the music for this particular zone. And so, yeah, it's it is it rewards you for doing all of the things the game is having you do already. And I love that, like, amazingly positive feedback loop. I'm so addicted to it. I really appreciate it when RPGs um, don't just reward you for doing fights. Yes. That they reward you for exploring and just seeking out every nook and cranny. Yeah. And the cool thing is, is um, for people that are completionists, the map has a really good heads up about the amount of toads that you're missing, the amount of question mark blocks that you're missing. You get badges that like... And, and tools that it's like, for example, I have this thing that I put on my head and like it spins around and anytime it's facing it, depending on which one that I'm using, if it's facing a, a toad or a question mark, a hidden question mark block, it'll go bloop, bloop. And the stronger the blooping is, the closer you are to it. And then when you're standing on top of it, it goes and like your controller vibrates and it's like, oh, I know what I'm doing now. I'm so if it's missing the, the the traditional RPG elements, does it still feel like the the like the older school Paper Mario oh, games? Yeah. Or oh yeah, okay. I mean, I I I think this is going to become my favorite Paper Mario. Wow, Ooh. old words. I know. People are going to be angry at me for saying that. Yeah, yeah. Isn't the correct answer uh, GameCube Thousand Year Door? Um, I like a Thousand Year Door. I really enjoyed it when I played it, but I also feel that it has not aged especially well, and I probably wouldn't recommend it to people at this point. No, and I'm going to get hammered for that. (laughs) I don't know that I agree with that, but it is okay for a company to do new things and for them to be good. Yeah, I just, I don't think the as much as I enjoyed it at the time, I don't think the pacing is that good in that game. 
It seems like after a thousand year door, they've tried their hardest to add different gameplay elements to the series. Like Super Paper Mario was more of an action platformer, mm-hmm. and Sticker Star was more of an adventure game. Well, and the thing is, is they've pretty clearly said that Paper Mario is not their RPG series. And yeah, they but Mario be. and Luigi's gone now. But I mean, they've they've pretty clearly said that they won't be developing it as an RPG. So. I mean, yeah, it's this one is actually more like an RPG than their last. Game. I know that's the crazy thing. Yeah. So I don't know. And who knows if if they're going to bring back Mario and Luigi under their own banner? Yeah, I, it's hard to say. It's always tricky when you lose a publisher like that because sometimes um, the the games bounce back, like um, Rune Factory, and sometimes the games don't. They kind of just are lost to the sands of time. In that sense, it's probably easier for Rune Factory to bounce back because Marvelous doesn't have that many other IPs they own, whereas Nintendo, you can definitely get lost in the mountain of IPs that Nintendo has. Right. So, that's what I've been playing. Is that everybody? I believe so. Oh. So it's feedback time. Feedback! Feedback! Feedback. One feedback. It's for Anna. All right. Platy M3 says, Anna, a couple of suggestions. Any of the DQ mobile ports, I played through any every single one of them, and while some control better than others, they can all be done one-handed. Oh, this is the answer to what can be played one-handed. So I have Dragon Quest 2 on my Switch. So I'm thinking I might rubber band or see if someone can 3D print a one-handed He's saying get them on them? iPad. I know. But they I already have, have it on my Switch. Yeah, so do it on your iPad anyway. Okay. <laughs> Come aren't, on. Aren't those? Uh, aren't the? Aren't the Dragon Quest ones on uh, iOS designed to be? You know, like yeah. done with your phone with in one, one hand. hand. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you could play it on your phone actually, because they've got the the center D pad at the bottom of the screen sort of oh, set up. I hate that. Yeah, but when you've only got one hand, you might appreciate it. Okay. Well, we'll see. And it is Dragon Quest. Yeah. I mean, mm-hmm. you know. It's not. It's not Zelda, right? <laughs> and then the the next suggestion I love a ton of games on iOS. <laughs> I've enjoyed Empire <laughs> building games, stuff like Civ Six on iPads a lot. Makes perfectly for one fingered slash hand operation. So in other words, just play your iPad, Anna. Yeah, I'm <laughs> if probably only someone gonna... gave you a new iPad. <laughs> <laughs> Who would do that? I know. All right, so uh, if you want to leave feedback for the show like Platty did, you can uh, send emails to podcast.rpgamer.com, call us at 608-729-4098, or leave a reply on the Twitter thread that will go up later this week, or on the show post over on rpgamer.com. If you want to answer a question, here's a seed question for you. Are there any dead series that need a spiritual successor that is not called Wild Arms or Suikoden. And we'll get into why we're excluding those yeah, two we'll get in more the news. We'll get that later. Yes. All right. First, editorial content that went up this week. We've got a story of Seasons Friends of Mineral Town review. Um, let's see. This is the remake of Friends Sam. of Mineral Town. Sam put this up. Uh, she liked it. Uh, we have a Star Renegade impression. Anna, I think you were into Star Renegades at a trade show. Yeah, I you? think I, wa- I played it at PAX a couple of years ago. Yeah, and then we got someone else to play it who were like, oh, we know you. You're a YouTube person. You should play this. Um, I remember them behind us. Anyway, so they, uh, the the impressions are up from Alex. You can read that, see what he thinks, uh, at least so far. 
Um, and then finally, we've got our JRPG July Week 3 Roundup. You can go check that out and see uh, Sam's write-up for Mineral Town, Josh's write-up for Chrono Trigger, and um, Matt Masom's write-up for Grandia 2, and Zach Wellhouse's write-up for Persona 5 Royal. Actually, actually, it's just a tweet for Zach. Uh, and Anna's write-up for Nino Kuni. <laughs> <laughs> and Michael Apps' write up for Dragon Quest Eleven and Pascal. Oh goodness! Just go read it. There's like a thousand people in this post. <laughs> <sighs> Time for the news. What? A lot of contenders for biggest news story this week. All right, Kelly, tell yeah. us about the Doctor Thunder news this week. Oh boy. Um. <laughs> So, Coden veterans announced a Yudin Chronicle. Yeah. Uh, oh, so, so this new, is what we're talking about. Okay. Yes. So, a new company called Rabbit and Bear Studios was founded by Suikoden series creator Yoshitaka Murayama. And the debut title, A Rudin Chronicle, will undergo a Kickstarter crowdfunding campaign starting on July 27th, 2020. And basically, Yudin Chronicle is going to be a spiritual successor to the Soikoden series. Why does this game look uh, like Octopath Traveler? Because it's, it's made by people inspired. that um, made games in the PlayStation 1 era? Yeah. That's why it looks like Octopath Traveler? Yeah. Yeah, well, if you go on and read the interview that was done with the creators, they talked about like Octopath Traveler uh, being a visual inspiration oh, okay. for the game. Yeah, it looks like it. <laughs> Yeah, very much. It, it, it looks a Look at this cat! Like There's a cat on the bench up here. Look at this. Oh, I can't zoom in for some reason. Okay. But oh, it, it's like a lot of the old Suikoden people, the artist from Suikoden 1 and 4, the director from Tactics and Teartris. Um, you know, Tear-tris. like, it, it's a lot of... Yeah, Is, however you pronounce it. I thought Suikoden and, 3 was the best one, wasn't it? It depends on who you ask. Oh, okay. A lot of people say 2. Well, then that's also not the people from two come on what are we well, doing no here? the original creator he did one and two yeah oh, okay mm-hmm. so and the uh composer composers from the tales series and the wild arms series so lots of um ps1 alumni in this so we, we can check that out and we have an interview about this uh interview or i'm sorry we have an article about the interview on the site you can go to the site to check it out um, the other big news this week is that the big, big show, we got my Tensei news. We got a Nocturne remaster announced, and we've got a uh, release date for Shimagami Tensei 5. So when are we getting 5? When are we getting 5? When are we getting 5? And that's um, the crazy world, part. Sorry. Worldwide release. Um, where is it in the news article? Next year. Next year. Next year. So this feels like it both came out of nowhere and it was about time. And I don't know how they simultaneously managed that. Well, it was originally announced in 2017. I mean, it was basically when the Switch was announced, they announced five. Yeah. Or a a Shin Megumin Tensei project. I don't even know if it was five at that point, but nonetheless. So Um, they had a Nintendo Direct Mini this week that had like several different announcements from their third parties and people were kind of salty that it was a third third party mini direct but it was kind of like well what did you expect and i appreciate that they did a mini direct to just talk about third party stuff because a lot of third party stuff gets buried in nintendo directs yes. when they do first party and the other thing that amuses me is that boy are the persona fans salty about this announcement <laughs> 
So there was a lot of people that um, heard that Atlas was going to be involved in this. And they were like, oh, so they're going to be announcing Persona 5 Royal for the Nintendo Switch. They got a 5, all right. Not the 5 yeah. that they wanted. <laughs> so so as Nocturne... I really didn't like Shin Megami Tensei 4. Should, should I be interested in either Nocturne or 5? Yes. Or is that just not for me? Um, so I would say that 4 is a fairly sharp departure from both Nocturne and the first two games. Yeah. Um, it was really plotting. Um, I don't know if a lot of people really love the localization or like the very i mean i the thing that i think a lot of people like about the smt games is like yes you have to choose between law and chaos but that choice isn't inherently black and white or like oh there is clearly a singular right answer to this question and I mean, particularly for me, it's one of the things that I find really appealing about the series, because like in reality, a lot of these choices are, in fact, very nuanced. Um, yeah, I I played OG one and two. Um, OG one, the story is just kind of non-existent, like a lot of early SNES RPGs. Shemka My Tensei 2 is, I think, one of the best games in the series because the law and the chaos pads are not so telegraphed um the the and the characters that are tied to those paths like have very good reasons why they're tied to those paths and that's partly why and because i marathoned these back in the day and partly why i kind of didn't like three at the beginning was because i tried to go for a new, neutral path because i didn't like where either the characters were the law or neutral or the law or chaos characters were going in three and i felt like i got punished for kind of taking the neutral path because of course i got a bad ending yeah. Um I'm I'm willing to give the game a second shot this time around one because they've announced an easy difficulty mode which that's like 90% of my issue with that game which is how freaking hard it was. Mm. Um Yeah, you start seeing you know, Mudo and Hama at like the first <laughs> real dungeon. Um <laughs> Ma- Matador just all you got to do is say Matador to anybody that's played this <sighs> and they'll start crying. Um <laughs> The only thing I'm sad about is no Dante, probably. Oh, because the cross licensing <laughs> deal is probably done. That being said, I saw um, the detective in the teaser yeah, trailer. Right-o. Thank you, Righto. And the other thing that I love about this is seeing that all of the PS2 SMT games got shot up to number one on Amazon on sales <laughs> this week. <laughs> Which funny. you would think that that would be a hint for Sony to put those PS2 games on the PS4, but yeah, explain we, to me that that's not an easy process. Yeah, we had a, a fairly long conversation about this last night on our Discord, which, by the way, you can join us Friday and Saturday evenings beginning at 7 p.m. Central or thereabouts. Um, we actually do um, Friday and Saturday night hangouts on our Discord, on our voice channel, Um Come hang out. We talk about what we've been playing and sort of video game industry chats. And um, honestly, it's just fun to kind of hang out with people that have a similar hobby with you, even if you're not yeah. all playing the same game. So we have a blast. And if you join us, we hope you have a blast, too. 
you get purring ASMR, (laughs) meowing, background meowing. Sometimes somebody will fall asleep and you'll get to hear the snoring. (laughs) Josh doesn't know anything about that. (laughs) Yeah, you get to know nothing. You get to hear like me and Josh's cats just be complete assholes. It's great. (laughs) Damn it, Scotty. Alice, leave uh, me. The amiibos alone. <laughs> so the other thing, like, have they announced yet? In Japan, the SMT3 uh, remake is going to be on PS4. Is that coming uh, west as well on PS4? I I believe so. Yeah. I they weren't super specific, but assume yeah. yes. I can't imagine they're not going to put that on PS4. So that kind of makes you think that eventually 5 will probably get ported to PC and other stuff as well. Yeah, I mean, I I think I've talked about this before on the podcast, but like um, Persona 4 Golden was kind of like their litmus test Mm -hmm. to see how well this might do on PC. Um, But they definitely have a resource that they didn't have in previous years, which is Sega Sega of Europe, Europe. who Mm -hmm. that's all they do is PC (laughs) games. Yeah, uh, yeah, people forget, like, the Total War series is huge, and that that Sega of Europe does Total War series, as well as some other stuff. Um, Football Manager and a bunch of other things. Sorry, Alex confirmed in chat, yes, PS4 and Switch. Okay, cool. Um, Japan's also getting a bitchin' collector's edition for this. It's got one of the monoliths from the game and the newspaper written from the perspective of one of the characters. What? That sounds cool. Is this Riser yeah. or did we move on to something else? I'm confused. No, no we're oh, still talking about Persona. SMT? Oh, yeah. okay. Or I'm sorry, I said Persona. Ooh, someone's going to be mad. At no, no, you've in, you've aggroed the Persona fans. No! I did not know that Persona fans and SMT fans didn't like each other. Can yeah, that, discovering that this week on Twitter was really eye-opening because I also had no idea. Oh, yeah. Yeah, they really don't like one another. Yeah. Which it, is which, sad. Which is stupid. It's stupid. It's the same series. If one does well, the other one will do well. Yeah. It's like you're just as petty as the Fire Emblem folk. Look, waifu saved that series, and it's hard for the old schoolers to, to be happy about that. <laughs> rising, uh, you know, a rising water rises all boats. Come on, guys. <laughs> And ironically, waifus saved the SMT series in Persona, so stop being petty. (laughs) Anyway, um, moving on. Speaking of waifus, Atelier Ryza 2 Lost Lost Legends and the Secret Fairy got announced. So yeah, this is one of those things that I can't remember the last time that they've carried over a main character in an Atelier game. Oh, okay. That's what I was going to ask. I know it was before I was into the Atelier series. Was Iris all the same main character? No. So, um, yes and no. So I believe the way that it works is Iris is not the main character in Iris 2, but she does come back as a main character in Iris 3. Okay. Is I think the way that it ends up working... Yeah, I I only played Iris one, so I can't remember. Everyone yes, I know it, who's played in it, who's played the older Atelier games, has all been like, "I played Iris one." It's like, yeah. <sighs> so I own all three, but I never got around to playing them. Yeah, me too. 
So th- this happened during the Japanese um, Nintendo Direct mini presentation, which confused me. It's like, wait, when did they announce Rise of Two? Oh, only in Japan for right now. Well, but it's planned for release. Um, the trailer is planned for release on July 29th, yes. 2020. So we'll get a lot more info then next week. Uh, I still need to play Rise of One. Um, I played and, it and I didn't finish it. Oh, and, that's not a good sign. Um, yeah, it's one of those things where I have so much fun while I'm playing it. And as soon as I stop playing it, I don't think about it anymore. Hmm. So I don't know how to feel about this. Yeah, I'm excited because was... it's another Atelier game. I'm excited because I think Ryza, being the thick, delightful girl that she is, is a very cool and unique main character. I just, I like the art style. Um, and yet somehow I'm not as excited as Severin I feel Severin says I Iris 3's be. Iris is a different Iris. Oh, my bad. <laughs> Good grief. So I don't know. Yeah, we don't know when the last time a heroin carried over. Yeah, I got into um, what was that? Lulua, which I I quite liked, but oh, Lulua was so good. It was really good, but I got turned off after you know, like I had a game crash and then my save file got corrupted and I lost like five or six hours of progress and I was like, eh, I never got motivated to go back and finish it. Yeah, yeah, That's bad luck with me. You have bad luck with Gus games, Josh. I, I've had bad luck with Koi Tecmo games <laughs> on the Switch. They've not gone well. So continuing down the path of the Nintendo Direct Mini, we also got Cadence of Hyrule DLC announced as yes! well as a, a physical condition, a physical edition coming out soon that's going to have like all of the DLC in it. So um, Which... there's a season pass. The first... Um, pass that was released this week is a character pack that includes five additional characters Impa, Arya um, Shadow Link Shadow Zelda and Frederick the shopkeeper and then you get it, there's going to be a melody pack release that adds 39 new tracks to the game including remixed versions of the background music and you can change it at any time and then there, um, the last DLC that's going to be released is the um, story content pack, Symphony of the Mask, where players can control the mysterious Skull Kid and venture through a new map, new songs, and a new story and Skull Kid is able to change his abilities based on the mask he's currently wearing. That's cool. So the, Yeah, the character pack is available now um, the melody, the melody pack, and the story pack are going to be released later, and you could get all three of them with a season pass for fifteen bucks. Well, and, and we know the, at this point when the all of the DLC is going to be released, even if they don't have release dates, because when the physical edition comes out, it mm-hmm. has everything on cart. Yeah, and the physical release comes out on October twenty third. Yeah. So I would I would probably just wait for the physical edition or you know just get the season pass it's it's a good game i loved cadence of hyrule i need to play it play a new session again i know i've been hovering over it wanting to play through it again so that might be my and, game and it's paper mario and if you were turned off by crypt of the necro dancer this game is a lot more accessible well and it has like um it has like a mystery dungeon style mode where it's mm-hmm. like Instead of traveling to the beat, um, one of your actions equals one of the enemy actions. And so, yeah, it, that's how I play it because I can't keep to the rhythm. I'm 
<laughs> yeah, that's how I played it. I eventually played um, the original Crypt of the Necro Dancer and enjoyed it quite a lot, even though it was very hard. So, um, continuing the news, Yakuza Like a Dragon is launching in November with English voiceovers announced. So, um, Like a Dragon is going to launch for PC, PlayStation 4, and Xbox One in November 2020. Uh, PlayStation 5 version is in development and will will arrive at a later date. And they announced the um, English version this week that it's going to include English voiceovers. English voiceovers with uh, the following cast members announced. We've got Kiji Tang, George Takai, Andrew Morgado, Greg Chun, and Elizabeth Maxwell. And as with Judgment, Like Like a Dragon is going to include English and Japanese voiceover options, as well as dual English subtitles for each of the audio options, along with French, Italian, German, and Spanish subtitles, all based on the Japanese audio. It's, yeah, they they they're going all out again now that it's you know the semi reset for the series. They're they're obviously just doing like Judgment and going all out, and I love it, man. I, I am so excited for this, so excited for this game. I hope it does well for them since they're the bucking the uh, trend of all, everything else. You know, everything else in uh, RPGs are turning into action RPGs, and this one's the one that's going from being an action RPG and turning into a turn-based RPG. So I sure <laughs> yeah. hope it works. <laughs> and on RP Gamer, we have in this article we have videos of the various actors, including George Takei, who is always a delight to listen to whenever oh, he yeah. talks about his roles. Just whenever and he they, talks. They... Period. Just, oh, just yeah. talk. My. <laughs> oh my. Oh, oh my. And then in the interviews, they kind of like even show like how the uh, English lip syncing technology works up so that it matches up with exactly how the the English performance is. So you don't have that, you know, awkward lip flap that you usually do with a dub. Mm-hmm. And it I'm looks sorry, really Va- good. Vaughn's correcting me. It's Takei, not Takai. I always butcher the pronunciation of his name. I apologize, Mr. Takei. If you're listening, he's not I, listening. I still love you. He's not listening. <laughs> I, I just hope this game doesn't get you know like washed away with all of the stuff launching in the middle of November. <sighs> you got new consoles, you got Cyberpunk, you got Assassin's Creed. It's it's going to be a crowded November. Sure, so but at the same time, when would you release this? No, well, like yeah, it, admittedly, like every everything's got pushed into that. So I I, I don't argue with it, but it's just going to be. I hope it doesn't get lost in the shuffle. Well, I'm sure most I'm sure of us that... will be playing it, so we'll be able to give <laughs> our impressions. I mean, there's people that are not going to be interested in cyberpunk that may want to check it out. There's certainly Hand people raise. that aren't interested that aren't interested in Assassin's Creed. Hand raise. <laughs> uh, yeah, you like come and play the Dragon Quest love letter instead. <laughs> yeah. Um, speaking of. Uh, presentations this week. We also had an Xbox game showcase this week that uh, showed off a lot of stuff, including uh, Fantasy Star Online 2 new Genesis announced. Uh, so this, this is, is going to be the li- This is Fantasy okay. Star Online 2 2. Yes. Yeah, not confusing <laughs> at all. Uh, it only took us like two days to figure out what exactly it was. So it's the latest entry in the PSO2 series and includes updated game systems and graphics and is currently planned for release in 2021 on the Xbox One, Xbox Series X, and Windows 10 in North America and for PC and PlayStation 4 in Japan. 
Um, Japan's also going to re- receive cloud versions for the Nintendo Switch and PC. Um, you guys were talking about fingers in the oh, pre-show. Lord. Yeah, yeah. In in the middle of the, uh, you know, they're just showing off all the different new features in the new version of it. And as part of their character creator, they spend like ten seconds, like pointing out, like, "Oh, hey, we have fingers, and they the can fingers move now." And I'm like. Now. I'm like, oh, you see okay. those fingers? You can move them. <laughs> <laughs> it's one of those things. Like, am, am I missing something? Is is this a meme? Is this you know like? Well, I'm sure okay? we're missing something. Like, <laughs> I just don't know what. It's, um, yeah. It it definitely looks like a, a big graphical step up from the uh, from PSO2 currently. That's that's for certain. I don't know if they improved the uh, how much they changed the uh, the actual gameplay. Are they going to make it better? Peter's not here to defend it. Ooh. Yeah, I know. I don't want to speak too poorly of it. Peter's <laughs> not here to defend it. Yeah. Both Kelly and Josh did not enjoy their time with PSO2. Yeah, so they're much. backporting a lot of the changes to PSO1. You'll be able to play the no, same PSO two one to PSO two one. Then you'll be able to play the same character in each, but things will be a little different, you know, between the two because like all the skills won't necessarily work. But actually, oh goodness! So experience won't carry forward, forward, but like equipment and stuff you find in the second one, you can bring back to the first one. But they won't have the same stats. Yeah, it won't but... be identical <laughs> at least temporarily. But oh. I, it sounds like oh. they're gonna synchronize them. Oh man, that doesn't sound confusing at all on an already confusing. Everything's system. extremely confusing about this. I th- there's nothing not confusing about their plans for both games, um, but they do seem to be modernizing the first game. I just don't think there will be any new content developed for it. I think, maybe. Yeah. Also, why is Microsoft Azure listed here? Like, really? Because of the cloud stuff with uh, Japan, probably. But didn't this game used to be on PlayStations? Uh, it still will be in Japan, just not here. Because mm. Microsoft's putting money in. Mm. <laughs> we did, we did have you... a whole, sorry, we have a whole article on the site about um, how it's going to incorporate stuff with the original Fantasy Star online yeah. too. So you can go to the article. No, no, Kelly, we read that article. We still don't understand it. Yeah. That yeah. article is where the fingers came from. You need to understand. Okay. So here, let me I, show I'm you. Sure. I'm showing the, the, the character creation section now. Redesign graphics engine. High fidelity character models. They move the cheek slider a bunch in the video. Like that somehow yeah. demonstrates anything. Look, you can make it tall and, and small in the waist. Like you could already do that. Like what are you showing me? Look, and their fingers can move. <laughs> like what? <laughs> Who cares? <laughs> Ah! I'm, move- <laughs> I'm moving around. You've never seen this many customization options. I don't know that I agree, but I guess. <laughs> the, the the other thing I noticed is that they said like you know like that there's a big field to explore, and I'm like, wait, it's an open world, like one field. Oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, because the other one didn't have a world map. You just zoned into places. Yeah, it did look way more open and less corridory yeah. than the original did, certainly. Because that, that one definitely, the, the PSO2 
definitely feels like an early PS3 game where you got the the really narrow corridors with really high, you know, like cliff faces mm-hmm. on either side. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, switching around stories a little bit to kind of continue with the Xbox showcase. Um, Dragon Quest XI is coming to additional platforms, including PS4, PC, and Xbox One via Game Pass. Oh, yeah, look. everything comes to Game Pass. Gee, I wonder, who who predicted this would happen? <laughs> um, who could have possibly predicted that they would go and figure out a way to sell you the upgraded version of Dragon Quest Eleven S back on the PS4? <laughs> oh, right, I predicted that. <laughs> Maybe it's just because well, I presume the worst about Square, but, um, okay, so how well, does it work? Confirm it for us, me. What are they going to do? It's not completely the upgraded version, I what? mean, because... Well, it, it's just it's turned out that it's just a port of the Switch version. Wait, so what? when you play it on the PS4 or Steam on PC, it's going to look worse than the what? original version did. Yeah. Chris <laughs> just got Where's up from his computer and stomped away. <laughs> so to give you guys a reminder. Um, Dragon Quest XI S includes new character stories and increased battle speed option, fully orchestrated field and battle music, the ability to switch between HD and 16-bit visuals, and it, it was at one point it was the superior version of the game, but now not so much. If you're going to get a graphical downgrade, so I guess pick your poison. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, if you got Game Pass, it comes free anyway. Um, but, yeah. You know, it's got all the extra all the, the the cool extras including the 2d mode that the switch got so yeah. but yeah it, they've, they've already said like there is no upgrade path if you want this on ps4 or on steam like you just have to buy it fully you know whatever it costs i don't think they've announced a price yet for those platforms but i it imagine it's gonna price. be i imagine it's gonna be full price yes yeah, but fair. i'm 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 happy it's coming to other platforms especially xbox uh, oh yeah which, totally uh, boy, Xbox really wanting me to get Game Pass. Yeah, they, uh, you know, like ever we we give Xbox a lot of crap, especially about JRPGs. But I mean, they they have been once again. They're doing their you know every once in a while. We're we're really trying this time, mm-hmm. and at least at least now they've made it so easy between going between PC and Xbox. You know, going forward, that hopefully we will see more of this. They're just you won't see as many games that are stuck on one platform right. anymore. I think most everything will just come to everything unless, you know, Sony or Nintendo are playing for paying for exclusivity. I mean, just like I said with Persona or this SMT thing, more games on more platforms is a good thing. Yeah, totally. Um, Not everybody agrees with that sentiment. <laughs> yeah, well, they're wrong. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Kelly laying down the law. <laughs> I'm sorry. I, I don't see the harm. People had a fit about this when Final Fantasy 13 got announced for Xbox 360. I don't see the harm in letting more people have more access to games. No, no. Kelly, gatekeeping. <laughs> I mean, I, 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 don't get me wrong. I like, you know, like, I, I am happy that Microsoft and Sony are investing in their own platforms to make their mm-hmm. own games. You know, like, yes, I want to see that. I want those companies that have tons of money to invest in games that can almost be almost like Halo titles out there. Not not Halo in the, 
you know, the Xbox sense, but, you know, Halo titles where they can, you know, like they can spend tons of money and create some interesting experiences that maybe aren't necessarily even profitable in the traditional sense to try and get people excited to choose their platform. Like that's something that a first party can do that a third party is not going to do. Mm-hmm. Like I love seeing that kind of stuff, but like, yeah, otherwise just like third party games, like, no, I just want to see them on everything. I want everyone to be able to get to play them. You know, like it doesn't, does it help me to see, you know, that game just be on Sony or just be on Nintendo? You know what I think it was? I think when Sega became a, a software company back in the day and they decided to put like Sonic games on GameCube and Panzer Dragoon and Jet Set Radio on Xbox and then something else on PS2, I was just infinitely frustrated because it's like, you're going to make me choose between all of my favorite franchises. And ever since then, I don't like um, third-party console exclusives like that. Yeah. Same with the three, the back in the day with the 360 and the Tales games and uh, Mistwalker games all mm-hmm. locked to 360. And even then, that went away eventually on some of them, but not all of them. Yeah. And with, with consoles getting more and more expensive and these new consoles being rumored at like $700 – give or take, um, a lot of people just can't afford to be a multi-console household anymore. No. So. I mean, that, I think most I of us way. are uniquely positioned as multi-console. Well, well, yeah, but it's because video games are kind of like our side job. So right. So, of course, it benefits us to be a multi-console household. But the average person does not want to have that kind of money. Right. So... Um, anyway, going back to the uh, Dr. Thunder theme and the Xbox uh, the Xbox showcase, the Outer Worlds announced a new expansion, which is the Outer Worlds Paragon Gorgon announced. Um, it's the first expansion for the sci-fi RPG Outer Worlds, and it's going to launch on September 9th, 2020 for the PC, PlayStation 4, and Xbox One. It's going to cost $14.95, and Xbox Game Pass subscribers are going to get a 10% discount. And it's also cool. part of the season pass, which is twenty four ninety nine. Um, Parawan Gorgon takes place on the Gorgon asteroid, the site of one of the Halcyon colony's more disastrous scientific endeavors, and it's now overrun by monsters and other hostiles. <laughs> that seems very fitting. Mm-hmm. It, it's um, more Doctor Thunder Fallout. I mean, what's yep. to complain about? Yep, I've heard I've heard that that game was good. Yeah, it is. It is very good. It's not my kind it, of game, but Chris seems to quite enjoy it. Yeah, I it's like one the of those memes. Things, like if, yeah, yeah. If you have uh, Game Pass, like there you go. There's your good reason to have Game Pass. Outer Worlds, man. <laughs> and speaking of Obsidian and knockoff uh, <laughs> stuff. Um, Obsidian just announced Avowed, which uh, is basically Dr. Thunder Elder Scrolls. Yeah. Um, that's what that trailer looked like literally when I was watching it on the live party um, along with Video Game Apocalypse this week. Uh, it's, um, uh, yeah, coming to not Xbox much... X. Sorry, go ahead. Yeah, there's just not much else to about it like there's no date there's no like not even like 2022 or something like that it's just like yep we're doing this this is what we want mm-hmm. this is what we want to do next we're going to do an elder scrolls game it's cool be available <laughs> on series x and pc and we have the teaser trailer for it and it looks very elder scrolls yeah. i cannot emphasize that enough 
<laughs> so there's that. Um, the one the one news story that I don't know if we did a news story or not that was also in the um, Xbox Direct. Uh, new Fable announced. Oh yeah, yeah. The teaser for I mean that that was just teaser teaser for Fable. Yeah, it was. I mean, it was very much a teaser, and it was like, oh, it's a fairy. Something's bad's gonna happen to this fairy. Yep, something bad happened. It's a Fable game. <laughs> also, so be... doesn't have any sort of date on it, but yeah, it's yeah. you know, their Xbox's promise of like, hey, we are actually making games. <laughs> mm-hmm. Remember TV, 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 TV. Remember, we forgot to very... make games for the Xbox One. We're making them for the Series X this time. <laughs> Honest. I mean, what I'm curious about is how Fable is going to fare without Lionhead and Peter Molyneux. I think it will fare promise. much better. I think so, too. I I really think so. But time, we shall see. Um, it's the Forza Horizon developer that's making it, right? Yeah. Maybe they'll be very excited to be making something other than Forza, Forza? churning out a Forza Horizon every year. Yeah. So. Okay. Um, so getting away from the Xbox announcements, uh, 13 Sentinels Ag- Aegis Rim has a new date and English voiceovers in a day one patch. Yay! So the game is now going to launch for PlayStation 4 on September 22nd, 2020, two week- weeks later than its previous date. Um, they also revealed that the game's English voice acting will now be available from launch date with a day one patch, which originally it wasn't going to have English voice acting day one. So I imagine that that's probably the reason for the delay to kind of get that together. Probably. Um, they they decided it was only going to be two weeks later. Let's just push yeah. it and have it all line up. Yeah. Yep. So Aegis Rim takes place after a catastrophe hits the planet uh, following the arrival of large meteorite-like objects and features time travel elements. Players control pilots of giant mechs called Sentinels and use them to fight off waves of attacking kaiju in top-down combat. The uh, game is going to be physically launched on fifty nine ninety nine and has a launch edition with a bo- bonus physical art book. Um, digital pre-orders will get a digital art book. I'm curious about this game. I might pick it up day one just to see how it is because I, I do I, love the Nilleware. Yeah, yeah, and so I'm kind of torn because um, I find Vanillaware for me personally is a touch hit or miss. Like, I loved Odin Sphere. I loved Odin Sphere. Um, the left Thryzer. Um, But I don't, I have no interest in Dragon Crown because I hate the artwork style. Yeah, the art style in that one's pretty bad. And so it's like, I, <laughs> I don't know where I want to go from here. So I think I might wait and I... see how the reviews pan out. Yeah. It's I, I very bought... interesting and different than a lot of the other stuff Vanillaware has done. Before. Yeah, it's so scientific be... instead of the high fantasy. Fantasy, yeah. The the premise of the game kind of reminds me of Pacific Rim fighting giant monsters and giant robots, and that's definitely relevant to my interest. So. <laughs> I loved Pacific Rim, the, the first one, not the sequel. The sequel was trash. Um. Moving on with the news, Final Fantasy XIV Patch 5.3 gets more details and a trailer, and the free trial is expanded. So Square Enix had its latest letter from producer for the MMORPG during which um, he announced more upcoming content and changes to the game, and it's new, it's patched. Um, 5.3, and it's called Reflections and Crystal. 
It's going to include a new main scenario quest to continue the story from Shadowbringers and is going to have adjustments to the content in Realm Reborn. So this um, is the patch where they're changing the story finally for the older versions? Yes. Okay. N- streamlined main story quests for the older stuff? Mm-hmm. Um, there's a long article about this on the site right now. Um, one, the big news is that the trial version is going to be expanded to include the Heavensport expansion. And the level cap is going to be increased from 35 to 60, as well as well, um, all quests up till the end of the Heavensward patch series. So up to patch 3.56. Um, the Dark Knight, Asteroidian, and Machinist jobs are also going to be made available with the all. Aura race. That's the dragon folk. That's the dragon ladies. Um, well, there's going to be a there's going to be a yokai watch collaboration in it coming up too. What <laughs> is even? Okay, <laughs> I have all right. So I left on a Square Enix story, and I'm back on a Square Enix story. <laughs> um, so I'm sure they'll find some way to port the Switch version of Final Fantasy 14 over here and make me mad again. What? But, I don't There's know. There's a Switch version? No. no. Okay. But if there was, they'd sell it back to you again at a premium and it would look worse. <laughs> you have to pay again for that Final Fan- that Dragon Quest Eleven remake, right? Yes. Just to yes. confirm? Yes. So they yes. are charging you for it and it looks worse than the one you already own? Yes. Yes. We don't swear on this podcast, do we? But we should. A lot. We have oh my a PG-13 no, screw it. policy. Okay. <laughs> For Final Fantasy fourteen, did they confirm that the uh, the MSQ quests are being patched between the first, the main story and the first expansion? Don't I okay. don't know. That's okay. I, I honestly don't know. But did you talk about how the free trials getting the first expansion? Yes. Okay, you get yep. to go all the way up to level sixty on the quote unquote free trial. Yes. So that's a lot of game. Yes. Oh my mm-hmm. gosh. Oh my gosh, that's a lot of game. And it's like a freaking single-player game that you're getting for free, and that expansion's good. You should play mm-hmm. it. Like, go play it. Kelly, when, Anna. When do, I get, when do I get to skip Stormblood? That's what I'm in the middle of right now. I'm, I, I don't have I'm any, waiting I don't have for them to, to streamline <laughs> the main story quest from the oldest content, because I I'm thought they're doing that. Isn't, aren't they doing that here? That's what I thought, but... You came back and we seemed uncertain, so now I'm. I'm I don't. Why don't you log in and see what's going on? Yeah, I, I could you might do have that. to start over. I don't think so, though. That would make no sense. Um, you should start over. The other thing that Phoenix <laughs> announced is that the North American and Japanese fan fe- festival schedule for November and December have been canceled due to the pandemic. The European fan festival is currently still under consideration for February 2021. Yeah, they know how but... to control themselves in in Europe. Oh, yeah. Gross. Wear your mask, wash your hands, people. You filthy animals. Um, but you you can watch this trailer and read oh, more wait, about I shouldn't the patch watch on this the trailer, site. Actually. It's probably spoilerful. <laughs> I haven't finished the current expansion. Oh, yeah, no. It's going to have spoilers. Yeah. Um, Fate Extra Record is announced. It is uh, from Type Moon Studios, and it's a remake of the first RPG from the Fate series titled Fate Extra Record. The original game Fate Extra was released 10 years ago on the PlayStation Portable, and no release date has been announced, but the game is slated to arrive on current generation platformers. So, um, Fate Record tells the story of the Moon, moon Holy Grail War, a tournament where n- numerous combatants fight with the aid of 
servants. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Moon Holy Grail. What? I'm, oh, this they always a, have some new Holy Grail war. For I'm all the I'm confused. Things. I'm looking at this game. It's it's got a girl in school, and yeah. you're talking about a Moon Holy Grail war. Mm-hmm. Yeah, these are not what. Yeah, is there time travel with bananas again? No, 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 <laughs> no. No, <laughs> no this is it. one where where the high schooler will everything. summon some famous person from history to fight for them in what? this war. What? Yeah. this is how how the fate universe works is the fate universe can we go back to square enix ripping me off for dragon quest because i understood that even worse okay okay it's based on a visual novel this is based on a visual novel this is a visual novel no no this is an rpg oh my god (laughs) chris's brain just broke in half fate extra reborn record plus no good is an, an RPG based on a visual novel. It's it's a spinoff of a visual novel. It's, it's an, an RPG, RPG based spin-off. on a spinoff of a visual novel? <laughs> no. <laughs> it's an RPG that is a spinoff of a visual novel that created this giant franchise. But it's do, not do, based off of an anime. Uh, well, there are anime, but this is there not are anime. Okay. Have they made a okay. card game yet? What are they waiting for? Uh, do probably. they have a roguelike? <laughs> do they have a Pokemon competitor? I don't know. Who probably. knows? There there are mobile games being released in mobile oh, in Japan. Of course. Following oh, yeah. the announcement nope. of the... I bet you they're gotcha games, too. Yeah. Yeah. Marvelous no. has released sequels Fate Extella the Umbral Star and Fate Extella Link on iOS and Android in Japan. These paid games are available as paid apps and feature remodeled extra control schemes for touchscreens. Why do I play video games anymore? I don't know why I play video games anymore. <laughs> They're supposed to be entertaining, Chris. I should yeah. go play my the Extella games are the uh, the Muso like games that okay. they released on uh, Vita and Switch and such. These, uh, I don't want this fun, future. This is the Moe future. I don't want the Moe future. I want the steampunk cyberpunk future. How do I get that future instead? <laughs> we made the wrong choices. You need to go it's back okay. in time and dif- dif- <laughs> let's dif- load an old save. I want a different ending. <laughs> Sorry, it's hard to do show titles and news at the same time. <laughs> <laughs> I was just booting is, up my computer to put that is one in. The show title "This Is say, the Moe Future" is that what you're typing? When I host um, next month, that's going to have to be somebody else's job is picking out funny lines to write down the show titles. Josh, you're going to so, have to inherit that one. So, Sakuna of Rice and Ruin is arriving in November. It finally has a freaking release date. Oh, yes, the, I... the bad news is that you won't be able to play it at E3 again. Oh, <laughs> what is oh, the? What is the? So sad. So, what war do you fight in this game with your anime um, protagonist? And the Sakuna? Yeah. Well, let me see. Sakuna of Rice and Ruin tells the story of a spoiled harvest goddess named Sakuna who gets banished to a dangerous island where she must rebuild her status by harvesting rice and helping the island's inhabitants. Being the goddess of the harvest. Is this a Harvest Moon game? It's a Harvest Moon like game, yes. Okay. It's a moon like. Uh, it's a moon like, yes. 
Her strength will grow with each successive cross of rice she cultivates, with different types of rice granting her bonuses with enhanced. It sounds like a lot of rice. Is is there too much rice in this game? No, actually, can you do something else besides rice? What kind of moon like has only rice? Um. Well, this one. Okay. (laughs) But yeah, no. The whole premise is is um. Sakuna has to learn how to properly cultivate rice as part of her rise back to a harvest goddess. I, but that's going to be so boring. It isn't. It's a, it's interesting. Can I grow a flower? I no. Mean, come on. Can I have a cow? No. Well, well I'm going to have a cow. <laughs> <laughs> so the game is releasing in North America and is being published by Xseed on November 10th. The PC version is releasing globally on the same day. And then Marvelous is releasing the game in Japan on November 12th and Europe on November 20th. And it sounds really fun. Next is a Destiny game. What sort of anime BS are they doing? Um, Destiny 2 Beyond Light expansion. I'm sorry, I've said that too fast. Destiny 2 Beyond Light expansion delayed. Um, Bungie announced that it has pushed back the release of the Beyond Light expansion, originally set the release in September 2020. The expansion will now be released for PC, PlayStation 4, Xbox One, and Google Stadia on November 10th, 2020. Get Get that Stadia goodness going. Beyond Light follows the events of the current season of Arrivals and sees a dark empire called the Fallen Kell of Darkness emerging from the pyramid ship above Europa. Uh Uh-huh. La la, uh, la 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 I asked yeah, what anime yeah. stuff they're doing. They've got a pyramid ship. Okay, cool. Sounds good. Yeah. Um, additional expansions are planned for release in 2021 and 2022 as part of the game's long-term vision. Um, those who have purchased the PlayStation 4 or Xbox versions will be able to upgrade to the 5 and Xbox Series X versions for free. I hate Series X as the name of a console. That's too many syllables. PlayStation well, Five, confusing Xbox Series Xbox X. It's a whole, X. it's a whole extra <laughs> syllable, and I don't like that. Just call it the PlayStation. Xbox X. So PS Five is three syllables. Xbox SX, Xbox Sex, Xbox Sex. That's three. Okay, but that's also inappropriate. So oh. the XX. I love. I do love that PlayStation is nothing if not consistent with their naming convention. Can we do XSX? Is that too? Is that going to be too trippy? XSX, 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 XSX. Chris, you're not funny. It's not. I'm not <laughs> trying to be funny. I'm serious. Can we do XSX? No. Why? Because there's already a game called SSX. No, XSX. Yes. As the, the abbreviation uh-huh. PS5 and uh-uh. XSX. Uh uh-uh. uh. No. No. And you said that the, is that going to be too tricky? That's why I said you're not funny. Oh, I wasn't even going for that, but you're right. I should be going for the tricky. Um, the tricky. 3D Clouds announced King of Seas, an action RPG where players take control of pirates in a procedurally generated world. Sounds like my jam. Wait, the wait, game is wait, wait. Is this your, is this your pirate is, game? Is this the pirate game? Is this the pirate game I've been waiting for, Kelly? Um, the game is scheduled to release 2020 on Nintendo Switch, PlayStation 4, Xbox One, and PC. And the announcement trailer can be viewed on our site. I don't know. It's a little in cartoony. In King of Seas, players are tasked with avenging their slain father as they loot, plunder, and reclaim their lost possessions and claim the title of King of All Pirates. Oh, Odo's going to or Odo's gonna sue somebody. Yeah. Uh, um, I was going to say, isn't this like the entire plot of One Piece? 
Yes. And okay. everything is the plot of One Piece at this point. They've had all the plots. Um, there will be naval battles, upgradable ships, trading systems, and plenty of questionable characters to interact with as they send players on treasure hunts. And There's no well, gameplay this... in this trailer, Kelly. This is One Piece. <laughs> because there's no gameplay? <laughs> yes. Oh, snap. <laughs> I kid, I love One Piece. Where is the... <sighs> I want more info. It's set to release this year. You have a trailer that has no gameplay. It's going to be garbage. My initial yeah, feels that... on this one, as someone who's been looking for a mythical pirate game that once it's released, he won't even put in the time to play when it actually comes out, I can tell you that my senses show that this might fall closer to a, um, the the garbage one on Xbox than uh, you know a good one. You mean Sea of Thieves? Yeah, that one. But people like Sea of Thieves. Yeah, they're all wrong. Well, if it's a single-player version of Sea of Thieves and... Um... Is basically like Doctor Thunder has an objective. One Piece. Hey, <laughs> Doctor Thunder One Piece, bringing it bringing it around to the theme of our show today. Um, I'm down for it. Okay, uh, if it's oh, got but... good naval combat and I can progress and get bigger ships, that's what I need. That's all I need right. is pirate RPG. But that is it for our news this week. Now we are down to the briefs. Mm. Um, no underwear joke. Hoshi World Mirohito announced launching on Switch next week. This oh. is the legendary, the legendary Kusoga game that was released in Japan from the Famicom in 1987, as a sci-fi RPG set in a ruined metropolis and follows the exploits of four children. Isn't this like the game powers. that's really bad? Yeah, this is the game yes. that literally coined the term Kusoge. Why is it? Why is it coming out? Because someone's crazy. Reasons. <laughs> I don't even think we're getting a Japanese translation of this either. It's just as is from what it looks okay. like. Yeah. Um, m- money down to make Chris play this for Extra Life this year. <laughs> Are we doing Extra Life? Is there an Extra Life this year? Yes. we got to think about that. Uh, developer Endless Fluff Games announced that its tactical RPG Fate Tactics will launch for PC yes. on July 31st, 2020. Look at it. It has animal people. It's I know. a tactical game. No, and I, it looks like a GBA game. I, Why? I want to play this. How do you not already have it? Because early? it's not coming out until July 31st, it's and I don't have time it's, to do a review copy. The doggy's the tongue is hanging out of its mouth, and it's cute. I, what are you waiting for? For I it to launch on this. July 31st. Oh, okay. Can we I all play this might tomorrow? Save this for uh, strategy RPG September because RPG September. Okay. Yes. I love um, the animation in this thing. Did I kickstart this? Did you? I don't. Know. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, none games, of you can answer that. <laughs> I'm sorry. Modus Games has released a console demo for Dreams Incorporated and Six Chris Tales. Um, the demo, also also available on PC, is now available to download on PS4, Xbox One, and Nintendo Switch, and includes a look at the game's Coliseum battle mode. Uh, Chris Tales is built as a love letter to classical RPGs and re- will release for PC, PlayStation 4, Xbox One, Nintendo Switch, and Stadia at a later date. Uh, November. Um, they put out a release date. It's November okay. f- 11th, I want to say. Yeah, Stadia okay. should still be alive then. That's good. 
Yomi Wosaku Hana headed to PS4 and Switch in Japan. Um, it's a dungeon crawling RPG that will launch for PlayStation 4 and Switch in Japan on October 15th, 2020. Puts players in charge of a group of undernauts, which are illegally recruited miners tasked with finding energy sources, sources in a dungeon known as Yomi. Their survival is dependent on the use of Switch Boost system provided by the company and provides buffs in battle. No interesting commentary on that. Well, no, that one that one's from experience. They're they're the people who did uh, Demon Gaze and they they just do tons of first person. Oh right. So it's another one of those. I thought it looked very Demon Gazy when I watched the trailer. Yeah. Um, Team 17 and Next Studios have announced that the adventure roguelike RPG Crown Tick will be arriving on Nintendo Switch and PC in 2020. We have an announcement trailer on the site. Um, Crown Trick is set in the nightmare realm of procedurally generated labyrinth filled with fiends and traps around every corner. Oh, this is the one where she has no arms. Yep. Remember I played this at PAX last year. Does she actually have no arms? I don't remember. They're kind of hidden under her cloak. The games and the games feature or the game will feature numerous active and passive skills for players to utilize and a familiar system that rewards new abilities for beating elite monsters. Um, you can read more about it and uh, our IP gamers impression from PAX 2019. Yeah, from me. Yay. Open beta for Blightbound lands ahead of release date. Um, Rome. Romeo Games and Digital Devolver have announced that there will be an open beta for the action RPG Blightbound that will be available via Steam from July 24th to July 26th. So I guess you have till tomorrow to check this out. <laughs> if, uh, if you're not listening to this live at, at twitch.tv slash rpgamer, you might miss out. Slightly dating it. Uh, they can try out the different classes available and multiplayer matches before the game enters early access on July 29th. And the early access version will cost $19.99 and have a 10% discount at launch. This is a cooperative dungeon call where up to three players can face off against the Blight, which is a mysterious fog that spreads across the land. Star Renegades is set to launch in September. Developer Massive Damage and publisher Raw Fury have announced that the squad-based roguelike sci-fi RPG, that was a tongue twister, will launch on Steam <laughs> and GOG on September 8th, 2020. It will also be available available for PC, Mac, and Linux, PlayStation 4, Xbox One, and Nintendo Switch with versions to follow later in the year. Um, Star Renegades sees players leading squads of soldiers on missions against the mighty robotic forces of the Imperium. Um, game features round-based combat system with players able to manipulate the timing of it, enemy attack to take to their advantage. And we have a trailer for this on the site. Um, we also have an impression of the demo version. Let's see. Sur- <clears throat> Developer DreamSive Interactive has announced that its multiplayer RPGs, survival RPG Frostflame will receive a closed beta starting September 15th. It'll be available to all those who have pre-ordered one of the game's three editions from the developer's website. Um, Those who pre-ordered the the $75 Titan bundle, which is currently 10% off, will also take place in the alpha test. Frozen Flame is an action RPG that tasks players with exploring the land of Arcania, which is a world uh, inhabited by dragons and suffering from the corruptions of the flame. Um, to survive, players will craft weapons, build shelter, and join guilds to fight their way through dungeons and to participate in PvP combat. And we also have a trailer of this game up on the site. Um, yeah. 
And then we've got a story from Idea Factory International who announced that they brought forward the PC release of Death and Request 2. Uh, it's coming out August 18th, 2020, and the PC version is going to be available digitally via Steam. Um, the physical and digital PS4 launch is set for August 25th in North America and August 28th in Europe. Uh, Death and Request 2 follows, my, follows a character named Maya Toyama's search for her disappeared sister. I don't know if we have a review on the, for this game on the site or not. Uh, Death and Request 2? Yeah. No, not yet. Uh, I'm just confusing it with Ark of Alchemist. My bad. Uh, the game is split between day and night periods. During the day, players can explore the town of Lechora for clues about their current situation, while at night the town transforms in, and dangerous creatures stalk the shadows. <clears throat> Afterburner Studios has announced the date that its roguelite action RPG Dreamscape will enter its early access phase. Um, it'll be available, available via Steam on August 14th, and the full release is available for both PC and Nintendo Switch planned for sometime next year. Um, you could also play the four to six hour prologue on Steam. Dreamscaper is an action roguelite where players control Cassidy and dive into her dive into her subconscious dreams. Ah, tongue-tied. Cassidy suffers from nightmares, and players must survive these dreams in order to keep her meeting from a dark fate. And then two more briefs. Um, Cradle Games announced that its action RPG Hellpoint is going to be delayed for Nintendo Switch. Instead, the game's going to be released at an unspecified time later in 2020. Um, The reason for the delay is uh, further work and testing for multiplayer stuff Hellpoint is an action RPG set in a derelict space station orbiting a black hole and lists Dark Souls, Dead Space Event Horizon and Hellraiser as its inspiration um, the it's game an interesting is still combination set to re- of things to inspire yeah, you really. and it's still set to release on July 30th and our last brief um, publisher Wire publisher Wired Solutions developer Thomas Salas has announced that the aerial combat RPG Falconer will be a day one release for the Xbox Series X. The Series X version will join the Xbox One and PC versions planned to release later this year with a physical version for Xbox platformers available to pre-order now for $40. Bucks. Um, it includes a in- reversible inlay uh, Falconer lenticular sticker sheet, a digital soundtrack, and a digital game guide. Um, it's an ocean world fantasy aerial combat RPG. The trailer kind of reminded me of Panzer Dragoon Saga, and it puts players in the role of a falconer who uses ranged weapons. And that is all the briefs. Briefs! They were not brief. Sorry, I, I will get better at this as the time goes on. So can we... <laughs> It's not your fault. Can we get a falconeer game that is not falcons but dragons instead? Um, remember we played that one year at PAX, and they told us that it was totally going to be out that year. Well, that was the one. That was the VR one where you were going to be a dragon. No, no, no. There was uh, a dragon RPG, and it was called like Dragon Flight or like the Dragon Flies or something like that. And they were like, "This is totally coming out this year." Yeah. And I walked away from the booth, going, "This is not coming out this year." And (laughs) I'm pretty sure it's still not out, even though I think we played that at like PAX 20. What was it called? Dragon Flight. Dragon. Yeah, or something like that. The Dragon's Flight. I have it on. I have it um, bookmarked somewhere on oh, Steam. Here we go. So. Oh no. 
Oh, we got new game releases. Oh, no, that Yay. Dragon game did come out, the VR one. Ooh. In 2017. Mixed mixed response, Anna. <laughs> so, coming out this week on Switch, Mega N- Dimension Neptunia 7. V2. Wait, is that 7 or no, is that V2? No, it's V2. V2. Yeah. Duh. I, yeah. It's a stupid naming convention. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes. That's correct. So if you want your game console wife who's on the Switch, there you go. Uh-huh. Um, other side for the PC, PS4, and Xbox One, Yakuza Kiwami 2 on Xbox One, which I imagine Games is coming Pass. to Game Pass. Games Pass! Yep. Yep. Um, Hellpoint for PC, PS4, and Xbox One, Fairy Tale for PC, PS4, and Switch, God, that's Fate Tactics be a train for PC. Hannah, are you going to play Fate Tactics even though it's on PC? Yeah, I'm going to have to because I don't think the consoles have any kind of release date associated Are you going to review it? Are you going to review it? I don't know. I'm reviewing Paper Mario at the moment. So well, how about you let me get tactics. How about you let me get through right. that? So you'll get to it as soon as you finish uh, Cosmic Star Heroine, the oh. game that you're actually in? I'll get around to it. Okay. Shut up! Oh, my God! <laughs> He's obsessed with harassing me about, about uh, Cosmic Star Heroine. You're in the game! <laughs> I'm uh, sorry, Kelly. what were you saying, Kelly? Uh, <laughs> no, if, if you want some Kusoga in your life, you've also got that Hoshi Will Mirohito on the Switch. I'm I'm really curious if there's an English patch for or going to be English for that. I doubt it. Are I'm they curious. just literally hoping that there will be enough people that are interested in dropping down like five bucks or ten bucks on? I think it's C- ten bucks. Good lord, yeah, that's a that's a bit much for me to drop on. Yeah, absolute going knowing going in that it's going to be garbage. <laughs> there are fan translation patches for the Famicom version. I think I'd rather play that first. I, I just think to check I, that, it out. I think this is just a watch it on YouTube sort of thing. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, either that or a Desert Bus charity thing. Which, if anybody should kickstart that, it should be us playing. <laughs> uh, Hoshi will meet Ohito for the charity. But I digress. And then Anna put in a really weird horror simulator. <laughs> so, so uh, you're going to read it or do you want me to? No, no, you definitely need to. Okay. <clears throat> the game Need a Packet is being released this week. It is a horror simulator about supermarket, a supermarket cashier who is genuinely losing her mind from her routine work. She starts to feel that the cash register is turning into a medieval tower while dragons and chimeras are flying around and trying to kill Molly. Events take place on the background of a garbage crisis in the city. The grounds are rotting, recycling factories are overcrowded, water is poisoned, and the citizens start to disappear in the local forest. Or is this just in her head? I'm so confused. (laughs) Beep, beep, beep. That's what you'll hear in your head all day after playing Need a Packet. Go crazy. I, what? <laughs> <laughs> that last line, I was like, I have to put this Are you going to play this, Anna? No! <laughs> but uh, because I have to read this this list of things that are released to make sure we're not missing some of the little stuff, every once in a while I come across a game where I'm like, oh god, we have to talk about this. Okay, this, this game looks pretty effed up. And unfortunately, I can't deal with games that have beeping in them because it reminds me of life support beeping, and I just can't deal with that. That's fair. Um, But that's our show for the day. Thanks, Kelly. Yeah, thank you. If you'd like to... Bear with me. 
Yeah. Sorry. No, no, Bear no worries. I'm, try- I'm trying to learn the hosting thing. I will get better by the time August rolls around. Yeah, we're, Anna will be out for a few weeks for surgery. For, so Kelly's going to try her hand at hosting. So it's not just me and you keep having mm-hmm. options as a listener. Uh, options? No. Different, uh, different experiences as a listener. That's more like it. All right, so... Oh, what are you saying? Um, I wanted to repeat our question of the week. Oh, yeah, what that's other, what I was going to do. What, okay. <laughs> what other dead series need a spiritual successor, not called Wild Arms or Soycoden, need to come out? That's right. I say Shining Force. Okay. Oh, yes. Hmm. 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 Well, if Shining Force is taken, how about Zvi? Ooh, I would love to see an up-to-date Zvi, because by the time we got the two Zvi games, they were so old. Is it too early to ask for a new Disgaea? No, because there's a lot of people that are like, where's Disgaea 6? A spiritual successor to Disgaea. So, like, a game that's not the same game again, but, like, about grinding to a thousand. Oh, so you want La Pucelle Tactics 2. Oh no. Um I actually want a new Makai Wars because Makai or no Makai Kingdom. It mm. had several different names cuz that game was really fun. I don't know if you guys played Makai Kingdom. I did. That's the one with the book, right? Yeah, and it didn't have the grid-based combat, which was chat, kind of neat. Chat says Front Mission 6 for Tracer 3 in the chat. Ooh, interesting. But we're talking about spiritual sequels, so like a new Front Mission-esque so a new mecha oh. TRPG. My husband, Vaughn, is making a calculator game that's a spiritual, kind of inspired by Legend I'm of I'm sorry. I, hold on. A calculator game? It's a port of his calculator Are we calculator back in game. high school? Yeah. Okay, cool. <laughs> it's a PC port of his calculator game. I, I have questions, but I'm not going to ask them right now. Ask them after the podcast. I will ask them after the show, because we are hungry, and we need to do chores, and oh, all sorts of things need to happen. Okay. Thank you, everybody, for listening to the show. Thank you, Kelly, Josh, and Anna Marie for being on the show, and you, dear listener, for listening. Thanks to uh, Dale North for doing the music, Forecast for doing the MP3 encoding. My question is, now that we've gone over everything that's out this week, what are you going to play this week, Anna? <laughs> Paper Mario. And then? Uh, probably Fate Tactics, All just right. to annoy you. Well, that's a good thing, though. Yes, but it's not Cosmic Star Heroine. Yeah, I'll take it, though. Okay. Because I saw this game, and I can't imagine you not playing it. All right, Josh. I gotta beat Lavas. Okay. But, Kelly. But when when are you gonna beat Lavas is the real question. Uh, you gotta go <laughs> to the bucket go. at the right time so everyone turns into reptites. <laughs> Right. Um, I'm I'm going to try to get through as much of tri- Cold Steel 3 as I can. And for some reason, I'm really craving Mr. Pibb right now. And I don't Mr. know why. <laughs> um, so based on my current emotional state, I would say I'm going to play Fate Tactics this week. But we all know that whatever I say at the end of the show is not what I'm going to do. So I have no clue what I'm going to do. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe more PSO 2? I, I thought I was going to play that a lot last week, so I don't know what's happening tomorrow. I'm going to just try not to do work when I'm supposed to not be working and like enjoy relaxing and pet my cat or something. Ugh. Hi! <laughs> oh, the show's done. Okay, so the show's done. Thanks, everybody. Uh, mm, we'll see you next week? Yes. Okay, yeah. cool. Until then, I'm going to go talk to my wife about how I can... 
be have... until then wash your hands wear a mask that should yes, be our filthy outro oh, that should be our outro that's yeah. much better than listening to me wax about my anxiety all right thanks everybody go wash your hands uh 20 times okay right now hey okay. if you say the final fantasy for one to be born from a dragon oh, no. that's exactly the amount of time you need to be washing your hands or you can go recite the lyrics to um, uh, Never Gonna Give You Up while singing the robo theme. No, humming the robo theme. Mm-hmm. You hum the robo theme. Hum That's the other way around. Okay, cool. <laughs> All right. Goodbye, everybody. Bye-bye, everyone. Bye-bye. <laughs> <laughs>